AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, welcome to Intimate Knowledge. We're in Malibu, beautiful Malibu. I'm Megan King Edmonds. And I'm sex and intimacy coach Leela DeVille. So glad that we get to spend another hour together. We have a really fun and eye opening show. Um, Dr. Christopher Asandra is going to be joining us. He's a Beverly Hills based vitality expert. He works on hormone replacement therapy and he's really, really dedicated to optimal living. His greatest joy is giving so many the courage to get back to living their best and happiest and sexiest lives. So mm-hmm. I want to know all about that. Me too. Um, he's also a friend and he's my personal doctor. So this is going to be good. Get your pens and notepads out because you don't want to miss this stuff. Well, should we just talk about some emails? Should we yeah. just jump right into it? We have so many good I'm, emails. I'm, I know. Sorry, there was a little pause there. These um, questions are so good. Um, I'm reading about myself and each and every one of them. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, it's interesting too. So many of them come in from anonymous because it shows us that people are still, there's still like a taboo. People are still hesitant to talk about sex and love. It's fine. It's fine. Mm -hmm. I just, I I hope that everybody gets more comfortable because we want to hear from you and we want to know you and we want to talk about all of your, all of your concerns and questions. And Brooke wants you to put your social security number on there too. Yes, of course I do. (laughs) (laughs) No, just send money. Okay, so let's let's start with this um, this question from Kim. Kim says, "My husband and I are first time parents to a beautiful toddler that we love and adore more more than anything in the universe. However, as you know, it can take a toll on marriage. I know, especially when you're exhausted, overtouched, and a little resentful. What are some tips to respark that intimacy? My husband always wants wants me, but I hate my post baby body, and I'm absolutely mm. drained by the end of the day. I'm a full time hairstylist, and sometimes don't want to be touched. Mm. I know this is all normal in marriages and having kids, but it's really taking a toll on me. Mm. What can I do to feel sexy in my new body and get my drive back? 
The overtouched word really like yeah, struck me Kim. because it's so true. Like when you have yes. a baby, whether you're breastfeeding or not, I know that's not for everyone or you're co-sleeping or not. You sort of feel like I felt like my body wasn't, didn't just belong to me anymore. I had to share my body, which I actually loved, but I get overtouched, mm-hmm. especially like something like me having four kids. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Yeah, well I said think- and a legitimate issue yeah, yeah three kids three and under I know the toddler thing like that I, I can't even stand there without somebody t- stepping on my feet literally what is the deal mm-hmm. with the toddler they want to step on your feet yeah. you're you're around and they they step on your feet that's an actual thing so yes Kim don't they it, it they they just step on your feet all the time on purpose it's like they can't get close enough which is adorable but like just don't step on my feet. <laughs> mm, just simple things. What right. You, it's well, so well, cute. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's get into the it. The thing that really jumps out for me is that she hates her post-baby body. I know. Right? I think she that belief it. and that feeling is going to prevent somebody from mm-hmm. re- like feeling like they deserve it, that they yes. want it. I'm actually yes. going there. So that's one huge component. And the other part about being overtouched is this is so common oh my gosh, that women feel overtouched. And I would say that it also highlights how much sex is a, a lot of a lot of the times a place where we are giving of ourselves. And I, I'm pretty sure I've said this before, but if sex is a place where you're giving of yourself rather than a place that fills you up mm-hmm. and that feels really nourishing, then you're not going to desire it very much, especially as a mum, because you're just giving yes. everywhere and someone wants something. So unless you can create an environment that's probably more explorative and something that feels really nourishing to you, like there's probably a type of touch that you probably you would enjoy one that doesn't mm-hmm. lead to a plus b equals c it's beautifully yeah. you said know, if you it's, get to a place yeah. where you're receiving which is probably receiving a new, filling a your concept. cup that sex is a resource mm. you know that i think that's where we have to like right. kind of bring it around to but okay being touched out like what type of just question yourself what would feel really nourishing maybe it's a foot massage that's a type of touch oh, but like absolutely. come on like yes. you know you're on your feet all day as a and so kind of bringing it around to that side but the other like I said the other big part about this email is around the body image thing Mm -hmm. and the expectations we place on our bodies based upon what we see versus the reality of of motherhood and Mm -hmm. how I mean you you earned that post baby body Kim you earned that hard yeah all that work and and um as much as I want to say you should be proud of it and you should and I will say you should be proud of of that beautiful life-giving body that you've mm-hmm. earned i know i know it's difficult because it's not the standard of beauty and it's a that you're you know that we're used to as a western society mm-hmm. and it's different than it what what, what once it was, was. Mm-hmm. and as we we're not teenagers anymore right yeah. our body's gonna change and then you really just speed it up with with um carrying a child mm-hmm. and i i think that's you know that's a huge thing um a, a huge moment of personal growth moments yeah, i agree it's an evolution, mm-hmm. um, learning how to love that extra yeah. skin on your belly or, you yeah. know, whatever it might be, some stretch yeah. marks. One of the, yeah, one of the things I really struggled with, actually, because I loved the look of my vulva before mm-hmm. I had a baby and then afterwards it was quite different. And I really struggled with um, with that. And what really helped was, um, no, well, first of all, knowing that there are many different shapes and sizes and that we come in, but also I... I so I I did more research around that but also that my I got my partner's opinion about mm-hmm. what what he saw 
and actually he liked it way better than before. And so it was I'm kind so of... I'm so glad you're saying that you. because I, I wanted to say, let's take this question to a deeper level and really meet it with honesty and transparency and compassion because it's so easy to be like, oh, body confidence and it's so cliche and oh, oh you should God. feel good at every... Like, well, both it's a process. You feel bad after you give birth and it is a real thing that affects you. So... I was going to speak to what you just said. What you're going through with your partner is so important to have that open dialogue. Find your confidence there. Talk about it. Be honest. Be vulnerable. Um, share those concerns um, and mix it up. Maybe it's a different type of wardrobe. Maybe it's a different type of lingerie that might be more of a baby doll that's sensual and romantic rather dimming than the super sexy, dimming the lights. I was even thinking about darkness, and that's not, oh, don't look at me. That's opening up or poss- other possibilities of the senses. And, you know, one of the reasons why I started my Brook Brook Body community and I started you know, creating content on my app wasn't just for the shallow reasons of let me show you how to get in shape. It was about really understanding through the stages of our lives as women, ages and stages, not just pregnancy, that your body's changing and it doesn't have to be forever, especially the pregnant body and how to find your energy through exercise, how to reshape your body, how to re-sculpt your body, how to understand that certain exercises are for your pelvic floor. They're to strengthen your Mm -hmm. inner muscles. Um, I, I feel like as women, we really need to meet ourselves with compassion and know that our body changes after pregnancy. Water weight doesn't feel good. It doesn't look good. Some women freak out. Oh, I have cellulite all over my body. How could I? It's just water, right? And you're going to sort of roll through that. And then to understand like what a miraculous time mm-hmm. that we just went through. And mm-hmm. even though it doesn't feel sexy, embrace the fact right. that it's different. Yeah. And then it's going to, maybe you're more voluptuous. You know, yeah. like you said, your I husband totally actually am. liked it more. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. you're more sensitive intimately. Maybe your orgasms change mm-hmm. or they deepen or you have a different type of sexual energy. It's a great way to get it. I, I just, I feel like it's healthy. I feel like it's real. I feel like it's okay to not feel great. And then you transition through that. And then you're going to find time for yourself. I wanted to say about the being overtouched. That is so real. And most women would never say that because we're just sharing our bodies. Yeah. It's also okay to give yourself permission to carve out time where you don't want to receive or be touched or cuddle or do anything. Mm-hmm. You might not even want a massage because you just simply don't want to be touched. Give yourself that mm-hmm. room to check out. And then, and I speak a lot about this, carve out time to help yourself get that body back and find the energy to feel fit again that's for you. Whatever that even, means. I mean, and it's not the if, weight or the size. It's even like if for the body you. is back, right? Your clothes, your old clothes fit again, the body's not the same. It might, it it, might it, not maybe be it the is, same. Maybe it is. It might be different. It might be better. It might not be the same. It might really struggle. There might be other things going on as well. You might be doing anything and everything, and you might just be rolling through a hormonal change that could possibly be a different beautiful stage yeah. of your life so it's how yeah, we're seeing as well yeah. right? so Every, much of the struggle so really is in the expectations that we have of ourselves yeah. and, and the think, more that we can lean into like even exercising but doing it from a place of celebrating our bodies yes. and what they can do and what they are and i think that's a place of creating um a certain type of energy like if we if it's fair to assume it's not just about the ass and the weight on the scale on the size clothing that you're wearing, but it's about a different found energy. Um, it's a reset for your hormones. It's a dose mm-hmm. of dopamine and adrenaline. And it's also allowing yourself to carve out time that's just for you. And maybe you can't get to a gym mm-hmm. or get to a class or you don't even have time. Maybe you're doing it at home. I, I just think that personal time to devote to yourself mentally 
emotionally and physically is invaluable. Mm. And also that inner dialogue, like if we can change that as women, because we always talk, I love, I love when you, when you speak about, um, owning our own pleasure and finding that comfort within ourselves, you know, finding that comfort zone allows you freedom to explore the things Mm -hmm. and understanding with your partner that it's different and that's okay. Yeah. I really wish women spent more time with other women naked. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I feel like there's so much healing, Mm. um, Mm -hmm. in spending, uh, spending time with other people who are naked because you get to see all the different shapes and sizes and all the different ways that we come and different stages of life Mm -hmm. and how it morphs and changes. And that is going to change our expectation because we don't get to Mm -hmm. see that and we don't get to experience and I no. I'm naked with my friends a lot. But, but and like, quite honestly, being in the industry, all of us, we know that when you open up a magazine or you look at an image that is not a real image, it's retouched and it's yeah. manipulated and it's perfected. And when you look at what we think other women are, even vaginally speaking, you know, when you're looking at the penthouse or whatever you want to call it, it's, you know, it's not real life, really. And I love no. how you and say all shapes and sizes. No. And ask your partner yeah. how they feel and what they think. Totally. And did you just... Did you watch Goop, the pleasure episode? Mm-hmm. So I haven't know, watched it, but it's on my list. Do a vulva gallery, everyone. Just do it. I Get your that. group of girlfriends together and all show each other. I just did that. I just at. did that. I've done it. Did you? I've done it. There are people who facilitate this work. It's amazing. We don't get to see it enough. And like Can I, I said, tell be you, naked, I'm do the vulva I'm going to tell you a yeah. super fast funny story because it was, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe we're doing this. This is so wrong on every level. But then I was like, this is so natural and so healing. So my girlfriend was like, I think I need to have vaginal rejuvenation. I'm like, you oh. might not. She goes, no, I really think. I was like, well, why don't you just show me? She's like, I go, no, you probably should. And so it was a group of us. And it's not like we were just hanging out naked. We happened to be changing. And she's like, well, I go, just show it. Like, it's no big deal. So <laughs> we're all like showing. And sure enough, Everybody was like perfectly normal and beautiful and fine. And it was not. Wait, a did sexual... everybody show everybody? We did. <laughs> but wait a second. It wasn't like show me mine. Show... It wasn't like a sexual, bisexual well, yeah, at all. No, it was just, it was literally like a fact check with a, a girlfriend who was considering doing something that she really didn't need to do. But she was like, no. oh my God, you're just kind of. And my other girl was like, yeah, you're. And I was like, this is so wrong and so beautiful at the same time. Mm-hmm. It was. There's nothing wrong. I think it's highly awesome. recommended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> highly recommend. <laughs> Megan, we're signing you up. Okay. Megan, show it. <laughs> I'm going to be signed anonymous. <laughs> okay. So a little deeper than just body confidence is also physically and medically how we feel at different stages in our life. You know, our hormones shift, they change. Mother nature is knocking on the door. Libidos drop as we age. And there's also just different levels of energy and needs as we go through life. So I'm really excited that Dr. Mm -hmm. Chris Asandra is here. He's joining us. Um, He is an expert in um, vitality and optimal health hormone replacement therapy. He's my personal doctor and he's going to um, sort of unpack all of that for us in, in a very thorough medical way. I think it's going to be really insightful for our listeners. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? 
That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I am so excited to have Dr. Christopher Asandra here with us. Um, I know him for a very long time. He is actually my personal doctor. No shame in that game. So I'm very grateful Mm -hmm. for many, many reasons for this gentleman. But he's joining us, and we're going to talk all about... um, anti-aging secrets, well, they're really not secrets, hormone replacement, um, therapy, and a lot of other things in between that I think are necessary. I think it's an exciting time, um, and it, this is a really great learning opportunity yes. episode for everyone, so thanks for joining thank us. Thank you for having me, Brooke. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. You've got such a great voice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> there you do. Really <laughs> sexy voice. Uh-huh. Thank you. Um, so where, where do we begin? Um, for... You know, our, let's consider our audience to be all shapes and sizes and all ages, because a lot of people, I think, consider hormone replacement to be something that's necessary after menopause um, mm-hmm. and in the, the last phase of your life. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that is further from the truth. Absolutely. You know, I think I think it. 
usually that's when women come to see me is when, or men too as well, towards the end of their life, when they've gone through menopause or guys go through andropause, which is kind of another term for men. Hmm. Um, but I mean, we're seeing it early and earlier, uh, you know, a lot mm-hmm. with sexual dysfunction. I think our bodies are under more stress now with what we eat, um, social media and mm-hmm. all these different stressors mm-hmm. in life pounding on us. So mental, emotional, yeah. um, pressure. Right. Right. And so I, you think that, that, are you saying that changes our hormones? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Oh yeah. Stress How so? hormones, sex hormones. Stress hormones too okay. can beat you down. I think they age you prematurely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when they, when they did studies, even on men 30 years ago, their testosterone levels 30 years ago compared to now, they were way higher back then they are now for, wow. for men. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like men are becoming so just the evolution of life. I think it's, I think the stress that we go through now, I mean, look at the news. It's always negative all the time yeah. and, and everything else that, you know, we're in constant contact with the world, email, social mm-hmm. media, text messaging. Yeah, it's, it's stressful existence. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like the, the stimulation that we're, on, we're under right. today compared to. I never thought about that affecting mm-hmm. hormones, like, oh, yeah. but it makes sense. But there's, if you, you can categorize hormones, right? Sex hormones, stress hormones. If yes. you have excess stress hormones and you have a depletion of. They, they compete with each other. So 100%. 100%. So that leads to other health problems. So we're seeing you know diabetes younger now and heart disease, mm-hmm. high cholesterol, high, high blood pressure, and all that kind of ties in. And all those medications that doctors have put you on to really beat down on the body and, and kind of sap your hormones as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't we start with um, some anti-aging philosophies, um, needs and myths, because Mm -hmm. I think we're at a time right now where we have access to so much, um, Mm -hmm. media and, and, you know, even from a supplemental point of view, um, we're all sort of like striving for optimal health. So let's talk about what that means, what that is, what we can do differently and how we can in a natural way, Mm -hmm. by the way, which is Mm -hmm. what I love about what you offer, Mm -hmm. what we can do to sort of achieve that. Yeah, I think the key word that you said is optimal. And a lot mm-hmm. of times when you go to your doctor and you tell them, you know, I'm not feeling well or whatever, what do they do? It's immediate. They put you on an antidepressant, right? They're mm-hmm. not trying to find out the cause Mm-mm. and the problem of it. And even no. if they do check your hormones and you're in this normal range, well, the normal range they check is from 18-year-olds to 75-year-olds. Oh. And if you're like 30, but you're still in that range and that of a 75-year-old, you're that's not normal. It's not normal. Well, right. but they'll say you're normal. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want to just share a quick story too, to keep sure. it personal and not like super mm-hmm. vague before I was diagnosed with one of my autoimmunes, which is Hashimoto's, you know, a mm-hmm. thyroid disease. I had had my second child. I was super tired. I was barely functioning. I was working. I was a mother second time around and they're like, you're just tired. It's normal. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is not normal. I was married to a doctor at the time, mm-hmm. you know, had certain tests done. This is normal. Everybody goes through it. You're a little down and out. I'm like, I'm sleeping. I'm, I, I'm, I, this is not normal. Like I'm barely functioning. It took such a long time for me to find the right doctor to discover that I had a thyroid disease. So, okay. Well, it's important to listen to your intuition. It is, it is. And it's also important to, you know, really explore. So many years after that, to go, to add to what you're saying, you can be in the normal range of things. And I'm not a doctor, so I'll let you to speak about this medically, but your lifestyle might dictate and demand that you need to be on the higher end of what's normal. Like for example, I have four children, a bunch of jobs, a fitness app. I'm working out like crazy. I'm like, I'm running probably, I'm probably going 200 miles an hour and doing pretty well at that speed. Yeah, you all, are. From and, the moment I wake doing up. Well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to the hour. moment yeah. my head hits the pillow. Mm-hmm. So I can't be in the low 
range of normal Mm -hmm. and accomplish what I need to Mm -hmm. in my life. And it's not like I want to cheat a little bit, but a little bit. (laughs) Optimization is what I call it. So how do you cheat a little bit? Yeah. I want all the help I can get. How do you cheat a little bit? Well, Well, you need that little extra performance. Maybe that's not the right word. No, but but, but I think Brooke makes a good point. She she talks about, you know, your doctors kept saying she's normal. She's normal. But that's normal for the general public, but some of us are under more stress than others. Some of us work out more than others, right? So we're, it's a different, I think you can't just treat the number. You got to treat the patient. So I say treat the patient, not the number. That's what I meant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Holistic medicine. Right. right? Treat the whole whole body. Yes. And I get doctors who are, you know, mind, Right, and they're contra- they 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 don't agree with what I do, and some of them will call mm-hmm. you on me. But their patient feels better. They're getting off their medications. They're exercising again. Their intimacy is restored. Why don't they agree with what you do? I think if a lot of times. Are doing better. I think a lot of times the doctors have been so brainwashed sometimes by the pharmaceutical industry. Where mm-hmm. We're taught one thing, and I used to mm-hmm. practice that medicine, but now we're mm-hmm. seeing this. People have more access to information, like Brooke said, to the internet, to everything mm-hmm. else. And they can share their stories online with the world. And they realize what works for some people. They're just mad you're making more money than them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is also new. Consider that this is new dialogue and Mm. new information. Um, So, you know, let's talk about a little bit like about our parents, you know. So people are our mother's age, you know, might be considering hormone therapy. Or Mm. maybe they're not and they're suffering through menopause without manipulating their body, without biohacking Mm -hmm. anything. So we're starting to hear a lot about biohacking right now. And I really love that term because if we want to get the most out of our life and our body, we have to manipulate things along the way to feel better. Like my goals are to live long and be strong and have optimal health. So how am I going to achieve that? Well, I think besides, you know, listening to your body, kind of like you did earlier and you, you, you saw you had something, you knew something was wrong when you were fatigued. It's really listening to your body and probably putting the pressure on your, your healthcare provider to really dive in and figure out what the problem is. And sometimes they've got to expand their mind outside of the norm of just, mm-hmm. oh, you're depressed. Here's mm-hmm. some Prozac. You know, that's what I always hear. And then these women get worse. They're, they have more sexual dysfunction. Mm-hmm. They, they have more fatigue and everything. I'm not sleeping. Well, you have right. anxiety. Well, when you're tired, you know what? You sure don't feel like having sex. Yep. You're not feeling good. You're grumpy. Yeah. Vicious circle. I mean, fatigue, mm-hmm. I think, is one of the most... Um, depressing characteristics Mm -hmm. in in life and let's face it burnout today is like real high Mm -hmm. very high so high can you tell us a little bit more about the process of how you test hormones Mm. and then what the you know what then after like what do you so we always want to we always have like a big questionnaire and i want to figure out the symptoms that they're experiencing first and we always check blood uh on all of our patients along the whole treatment program as well but before i go and tell someone that, you know, these are your hormones. I want to figure out and ask them specifically during the consultation, what's bothering them. Is it fatigue? Is it, is it intimacy issues? Is it low libido, low libido, hot Mm. flashes and all that. And then finding out if those symptoms match the blood work. I don't just come out and tell them this is what you got, but I want to see if it correlates. And and 99% of the time it Mm. does correlate the, the symptoms with with their hormones and everything that they're experiencing. Um, And it's important to get a good history on it too, to figure out are there, is there, diet and exercise optimal are they sleeping well i mean these are basic questions that mm. every healthcare provider should ask are you sleeping well mm-hmm. are you eating right are you exercising i mean doctors don't do that well, that's what, they don't. Right. So what are what your you personal eating? goals like one of the things that i really goals. love about your practice is what are your needs your goals and your mm-hmm. wishes how are you feeling what are you not achieving and how can we help get to that space so we have a woman she is fatigued and she has low libido mm-hmm. her blood work matches 
what she's experiencing. Mm-hmm. So where do you go from there? Well, I think it's important to talk to the patient first about what her goals are. Um, because sometimes... High-functioning. High-functioning individual. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, to me, what you just said, I think her testosterone's low, right? I got to look at her age. Is she still trying to conceive and have children because if she is i'd rather them not Mm -hmm. be on the hormones but let's say she's menopausal and she has that fatigue she's high functioning she's go 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 to me that sounds like testosterone so i would based on the blood work we can dose the hormones and um kind of tailor a program to the person to make sure that she gets those levels and i always start kind of low to mid Mm -hmm. before bombing someone with lights it's it's a gradual progression to see Mm -hmm. how they're going to feel better but i don't just Put a lot in them the first time, and I and and you got to ask the patient: Are you if you're like Brooke? Are you are you high function? Are you just going 100 miles an hour from yeah. the time you wake up versus someone who's like, yeah, I just wake up and hmm. sit at home all day, and yeah. you know, it's very so different. Is this an injection or there's a di- topical cream? There's What's different the- ways. So there's creams, there's injection, there's pills. My preferable method is something called pellet therapy. It's bioidentical pellets where we implant a pellet underneath the skin into the fat. And I have that. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, <laughs> I know. So it's like painful. I have no shame. When I first started okay. doing it, it was like this big secret. Yeah, you showed me. And then I went on us. and did um, the Jeff, Jeff Lewis. Lewis show. Yes. And when I was doing his radio show, his co-host had just been to Dr. Sandra's office, unrelated to me, oh. and just got her first pellet. So I was sort of like, you know what? Why aren't I sharing this? It's been a game changer for me. And it is testosterone. Mm. My testosterone pain- was... Painful. Was low okay. enough where it was a safe yes. um, and actually supported by my my regular doctor, which mm. is very rare. And mm. Understanding um, my needs and my lifestyle, I feel so good. Really, and I feel like what what really changed? Different. Um, a lot of things changed. I, I'm a pretty great sleeper, but I I, I take my sleep very seriously. Uh-huh. So I I sleep through the night. I do feel. Um, leaner and stronger in my body and so the myth of testosterone i think just from a layman point of view if if i may um is the relationship to steroids for men and women which one has nothing to do with the other unless you're like illegally getting it and you're high dosing it and then you know you have acne your 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 brow is pronounced you're you're raging you're angry this has nothing to do with that and you know somebody like dr sandra isn't gonna um prescribe it if somebody doesn't need it on on some level so in a proper medically advised recommended dose i do feel stronger Mm -hmm. um leaner um the change in the increase in sexual energy and and libido is is undeniable okay so Mm -hmm. what age to have you typically seen for an individual who might need a little boost of testosterone i'm 35 years old Mm -hmm. i mean does it start at 35 younger than me it could you know a lot of ladies have had issues like hysterectomies younger mm-hmm. if they've had endometriosis or mm-hmm. some sort of surgical procedure um so i see it in younger and younger ladies but i would say the average is 40 plus is mm-hmm. usually when they start feeling a little bit of a decline and definitely mm-hmm. after uh, before a little before during and after menopause as well so what if they're 41 years old they're feeling this decline they still want to have a baby what would you do then i would probably hold off if they're still okay. trying to get you know conceive at that point i would probably say let's let's wait until you conceive and then after you what is the um connection between your reproductive years and testosterone it declines so usually we see the reproductive years as as we have a little higher testosterone and especially when you Mm. hit perimenopause or menopause it just well think about your ovaries produce the hormones and once they start shutting down it's like a factory they just Mm -hmm. don't produce as much anymore and why not give testosterone to someone that is trying to conceive you know i even though there's been no proven i think 
uh, facts of what it could do, it could affect yeah. the baby in some way. It, we just don't and know. And you can't do research on that stuff. No, you can't. Right, you, you know, can't. it's inhumane to, no, to right. do yeah. that kind of testing and research. Not test on before. fetuses. Correct. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, right. But, yeah. So, and then what? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. And then what happens? Because um, I was really impressed in, in um, conversations that we've had about our parents, mm-hmm. our mothers in particular. What happens to a woman? Let's talk about the physical changes and the characteristics to an older woman. Mm-hmm. Let's consider um, sixty plus, who sure. may never even have considered something like hormone replacement therapy, yeah. who who um, increases um, those mm-hmm. blood levels. Talk about the lifestyle changes for uh, our parents. You know, I think it's sad when you see some of our parents or see a lot of women go through menopause. Um, a lot of times their relationships suffer, their body changes happen, they gain weight. Uh, essentially, their, 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 their ovaries are shutting down. So it's not the same as it used to be. Now that we've brought that back, I mean, it, the, to see a change of a person getting off antidepressants, someone who was depressed before and, and not having that intimacy, they lost an intimacy 10, 15 years ago, and now they're rekindled that with their partner. It's just, it's, a, it's like a miracle to see mm-hmm. that again. And they're giggling about it. They're saying, we're taking vacations again. It really helped us bond again. Yeah. You know, it's, now, it's, is, it's just, is it just testosterone replacement or are there other hormones that you're There's replacing? several other hormones. So that's why it's important to check is their thyroid low, progesterone, estrogen, estrogen, mm-hmm. which is huge during menopause, mm-hmm. which cause when it goes down yes. there, you get the dryness down there. They yeah. also get the hot flashes and the skin gets creepy as well. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of our listeners, I, oh, I get asked this a lot around painful mm. sex mm-hmm. um, during menopause and like, how can you help with that? Good question. I, I see that all the time because if you think about where the pain comes from, it's a lot of time the dryness that happens. Yeah. And it can Which comes from a lack of estrogen, right? Uh-huh. And it's like a vulvovaginal yes. atrophy it, where it just atrophy. kind of the mm-hmm. skin kind of shrinks, it dries up. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of ladies say it's like razor blades. <laughs> I it wish really you could is. see Brooke's eyes right now. I'm thinking about the decline in the aftermath of that. If, it, if it's not pleasurable and it doesn't feel good, you're going to want less intimacy and that affects the relationship and then the communication maybe you're in denial and you're not discussing it and you don't know how to help it and then your husband or you're taking it and it's just there's a whole um you know aftermath of that can lubricant fix that well, it, it, it's temporary fix, right? Okay. You'd rather be natural. Right? Yeah, like well, yeah. get but to the root of the right. problem, right. maybe. And I think you yeah. need testosterone, too, because that increases blood flow down there as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of ladies say that once they get the testosterone in them as well, they notice more blood flow there. It becomes healthier, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what about men? What, are, what, what happens to a man who has a very low... Um, testosterone level. So men, actually, you'll notice when they get the dad bods, right? They start putting on more weight around the midsection. They have some erectile dysfunction. They're more grumpy. Actually, you know, they always associate testosterone with being like roid rage and being um, angry easily. But actually, when they're lower, they're more irritable. Mm. So as long as we keep it within a safe range, it's fine. I always Mm. say like, if you give someone, drink a glass of wine today, it's okay. But if you drink two bottles, it's probably going to make you into a you know, yeah, not so pleasant your liver person. Won't like that. Right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So. Are, are you seeing in your practice the effects of men using a lot of Viagra? Mm. Yes, yes, and I think that sometimes can be a um, temporary fix as well yes. uh, versus getting to the root cause. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really try to encourage the patients. Why aren't you trying to exercise more and lose weight? You put on fifty, sixty pounds. 
you're going to have some erectile dysfunction. I mean, you're, you can barely walk. I mean, you're, but once they start getting the blood flow moving again by exercising, eating right again, mm-hmm. some of that resolves. Mm-hmm. And, and so there are other medical problems. How expensive is hormone therapy? Is any of it covered by insurance? It's usually not. And that's the thing. I don't understand why insurance companies don't see this as a true problem yet. Um, they see other things as, as it. But I think I have some theories why, why that is because I think it takes care of a lot of other health problems too. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, there so, you go back to the pharmaceutical industry. There you go. Right. Yeah. So, um, is it conspiracy there? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think it is someone it's affordable. I think for most people when we try to make it work. Um, but I always tell guys too, you're going to be more productive. Is, is your relationship worth it? And I think sometimes mm-hmm. it is worth, you know, that. So that is cost. it, is it, um, like a monthly investment? How does it work? Usually I like to do it, uh, six months to a year because I'm fine tuning the patient during that time. We start out with a little bit of hormones. We check their blood work, see how they're doing. And then we make fine tune it to see, you know, adjust it to what they need. So it's not just a one-time thing. It's like, I just want to try it for, you know, three months. And I'm like, work with me here. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm trying to get you better. Let's Mm -hmm. let give me a little more time. And that communication and relationship with your doctor is super important as well. And I think some people are afraid of the pellet because it lasts three to four months, depending Mm -hmm. on the patient. I was, um, prescribed early on a testosterone cream, not by Dr. Sandra. Um, and that was also mostly like, you know, marital struggles and thinking that some prescription was going to fix it or was going to put me more in the mood when there were other emotional issues that needed to be worked through. So I don't underestimate that at all. But the cream, maybe the, the idea of putting it on my body every day made me think about sensual activity. It really... I really didn't notice anything from it. And what I like about the pellet, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. is it's consistent. You don't mm-hmm. think about it. There isn't a high or low. There mm-hmm. isn't a crash and burn. Mm-hmm. There isn't a spike. Even people who get testosterone shots, which are probably great for some right. people, you got to do it once a week. Then you get this little okay. surge and whatever. So this is consistent. And you get numbed. You go in. It takes mm-hmm. less than a couple minutes. Less I don't feel minutes. it. It's the size of... A rice grain? Maybe. Yeah. Um, I have no idea that it's even there. No, I mean, yeah. it's they in have your a birth ass. control <laughs> thing like Some that, too. Yeah. Um, no, I don't want any so, of it. Sorry. Yeah. I don't want any of it. Sounds scary to me. <laughs> so I, I would label myself a little bit of a naturalist. Okay. Um, so what are the negatives here? Because like, we, we are seeing the negative impacts oh. of taking the pill, for instance, mm-hmm. to fix periods and all of that kind of thing. What are the negative effects with hormone replacement? Good question. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there was that women's health initiative that was a big study that was done in the early 2000s where women started getting strokes and cancer and all that Mm. with Premarin. But if you think about it, Premarin was made. What is Premarin? So Premarin, pregnant mare. So they would mass produce hormones from pregnant horses' Horses. urine. Premarin. Oh, dear God. So women were taking this and getting side effects of it. Mm -hmm. What were they taking it for? Menopause symptoms. So, you know, hormone replacement. I remember that. You remember that? I remember my mom And talking so about this me. is natural. This is 100% pure bioidentical. Bioidentical means the exact molecule that's going in your, that you have in your body, I'm replacing it one for one. I'm not using a horse pee derivative or, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it's usually, the estrogens are usually soy derived and the testosterone is yams derived. And so it's a lot more natural. Now there are side effects that can always happen. And that's why I always encourage ladies, make sure you're getting your regular, you know, mammograms and pap smears and everything else. Mm. Of course, if you go too high on someone on testosterone, some women can get what we call virilization where, you know, they grow 
chin hair here and there, their voice gets too deep, or you know, they come have some masculine features. And our goal well, is acne, never to is acne, acne as yeah. well, which our goal is never mm. to have that. Mm-hmm. So, but with estrogen, they can get some vaginal bleeding, I know breast enlargement and all that with it too. So, really, it's that's why I always kind of like I said earlier, I'm mm. starting kind of low checking your blood and then we can fine tune it from there. I did take so much estrogen progesterone. I did IVF twice. Okay. Mm. So I, um, my estrogen progesterone had to raise to crazy levels and then Mm. drop to zero Mm. within a matter of like three days. How did you feel? Like a crazy person. Wow. It was, it was horrible. My weight was all over the place. Your body changed. I I was depressed. Like, I mean, all just like, you know, in a moment. And what's on the other side of that? Like a baby come through that. (laughs) And then Um, how did you readjust? Well, it's all synthetic hormones, you know, like that that I had to reintroduce to your body. That I'm putting in my body. And so, um, basically what happens during IVF is, um, when, when you are implanted with this embryo, Typically, in a normal natural process, your body would have um, released the egg from the ovary, and once that is released, it stimulates the pituitary gland to then send hormones such as progesterone and, and estrogen to support a pregnancy. Now, with IVF, there is no release. There's no ovulation. Actually, they stop the ovulation so that they can retrieve the eggs. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, for the first about 12 weeks or 10 weeks, of um, the pregnancy before the uterus kind of takes over with the production of the hormones that you have to um, introduce it to, to your body. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. 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 So anyways, I know about those crazy side effects from right. the estrogen and progesterone at least, you know, and from how an bad you feel when your levels are off. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it was horrible. It was horrible. I mean, you get a baby, so you, you know, you go yeah, to extreme measures for that, God, but the things we go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. really, truly incredible. Mm. I'm sure they were loading you up with massive amounts of yeah. hormones. At well, once, yeah, so. because and then your your blood levels are getting checked all the mm-hmm. time. It's crazy. I remember, I at one point I got up to my um, estrogen was 500. I don't know how that's measured, but that's a lot. Uh huh. And then and then I think it was less than five. It was unmeasurable within a matter of three days. It crashed. Oh. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? That's that crazy. Really I still bad. have all of my <laughs> records because I could I couldn't believe it. Wow. Yeah. What a ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So let's talk a little bit about just get, having a better understanding of our body and the, and the inevitable changes, right? right. Um, the unavoidable changes and how, in the most natural way, we can um, sort of manipulate that and biohack that a little bit so that we can feel mm-hmm. good. I think with, the, with what we have in the, our advances in, in medical technologies, if you will, there's no reason to have to go through all those sufferings and, and, and live that way now. I mean, we have treatments available that can help women and men feel better about themselves and not suffer and go through that. I'm sure we all have had our mothers or people we know that went through menopause and how much of a raging, you know what, that they always mm-hmm. say they were or are or whatever and how it may have been detrimental to the relationship or the hot flashes they experienced. And apparently those are Terrible. Oh my gosh, I remember my teachers from my Catholic mm. grade school always saying, no, I'm having a hot flash. We didn't have air conditioning. Oh no. <laughs> I, grew up I in remember Louis, my Missouri. mom going through it. Right, right. And they don't have to suffer like that anymore. My mom's 72. She still gets the pellets every three months and she feels better than ever. Yeah. And what about um, specifically low libido mm-hmm. and how much that affects um, so many things in life? I think libido is related to you know your, our our energy too, our mental fo- focus and clarity. And one thing when I you know, we did testosterone, a lot of these to my mind, I used to have a lot of brain fog, and I don't have it as much memory. anymore. Memory, mm. memory improves. Oh, motherhood, right, right, motherhood. No, right. Yeah, right. But but libido is important. I think yeah. it it really shows us how alive we are, and mm. and it keeps us you know 
with our partners. It keeps the intimacy there. It keeps the bond close to those you know that we're that we're close to. So I think it's it's being able to rekindle that, especially after you know the late people have been married twenty, thirty, forty years, is is just. I, I think it's a miracle that we can do that now. It's I, I think it is. It is, and I've been mm-hmm. on both sides of it now. And, and you know, thinking about intimacy and just sexual energy and the possibility—if you could entertain the possibility—that suddenly, quite suddenly, you could start thinking about it again. Sort of like when you're younger. You know, we hear this dialogue from men a lot. Like they have sex on their mind how many times a day it's quite common and then if the female brain isn't necessarily thinking about it unless you're in a connected healthy fulfilling relationship where you're exploring you know desire and communicating you know so many of our episodes are about how to get there how to maintain it how to improve it but most women are just not thinking about it Mm -hmm. and um i noticed that change um in my imagination in in my day-to-day and my Mm -hmm. libido um with the proper levels of testosterone and it was a game changer for me. Right. Right. And I see, I, it's funny you say that, Brooke. I had a 71 year old lady come in and she's, when I first saw her, she's like, I don't, I asked her, how is your libido? Libido, what's that? I don't even think about it. I haven't thought about it for 20 years. Mm-hmm. After we loaded her up, she, uh, she was like, yeah, now I can't stop looking at my gardener. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I'm like crazy. And I'm like, so okay, cute. we're reducing your dose <laughs> on the next one. That's a little bit much. Oh, so, so yeah, we see that a lot. So it really brings your life back. Yeah. And, and I think yeah. libido is related yeah. to life and how, yeah. we, how we feel about it. Yeah, ourselves. I was going to say you're changing lives, but you're not, you're bringing life back. That's correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In some ways. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. And, and the body changes that women experience too. You know, they get stronger. The lean muscle mass mm-hmm. comes back and their endurance improves with their workouts. Mm-hmm a lot too when, when they when mm-hmm. you replace that okay well mm-hmm. I know who to call when I need you <laughs> thank you okay so Dr. Asandra tell us where we can find you so you can find me at asandramd.com it's A-S-A-N-D-R-A-M-D.com or at my Instagram which is just asandramd A-S-A-N-D-R-A-M-D all right, ladies, now you know where to find them. And I do think you'd be surprised at how many people are open to hormone replacement therapy and who are doing, and it's not something that people are really talking about. Yeah, um, yeah why wouldn't you be after listening to you? I yeah. I think there, like Brooks said earlier, like there was, I think there was a misconception a lot of mm-hmm. times at steroids and this yeah. and that, and I think there were some fears about it as well back, you know, 20 years ago, and I think we've just advanced so much that it never caught on again, and yeah. there's always that. You know. Well, thanks for opening up this dialogue and Absolutely. letting us explore it a little yeah. bit. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks Thank for joining you us. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was 
before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is she breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, that was fascinating. I'm, I'm super interested in all things in the biohacking world, and Dr. Sandra has just been a game changer for me in my life. So that's, that's incredible. I'd love to know what our audience think what our audience thinks about that, though, and how open you are to hormone replacement therapy or how it's going for you. Me too. So he has such a, such a great voice, too. I know, what a way. sexy voice, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. just so, so open and nice, and just he really, it felt like he was really dedicated to helping people. Um, live their best life and exactly. get the highest quality mm-hmm. of life that they desire, which is what I yeah. really like about him. Finding a doctor in any medical field that is going to cater to you and that you can have, that has a great bedside manner that you can have a relationship mm-hmm. with. So I much. think that is super important get all of your questions answered yeah. mm-hmm. by your MD and to go yeah. to a professional and know where they came from, yeah. you know, get, go, go to somebody that has the credentials that, that are required yeah. to be able to treat you in any area. And someone who's going to take in like the whole perspective yes, because you know, we're more all different areas of your life, not just like one singular thing. And we're more than just blood work. Right. And that's right. kind of what he was saying. Right. There's more to it than just, are yeah. you the average? Mm-hmm. No, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about everything. Really good. Let's talk about Let's sex, baby. So don't forget to email us, everybody, because we love hearing from you and keep your questions coming. You can email us at ik at iheartradio.com. And of course, follow us at Intimate Knowledge Podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Subscribe. And we are interacting also um, on social media. So let us know what you think. And mm-hmm. hopefully, we can hang out again next week. Mm. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Subscribe to Intimate Knowledge on iHeartRadio. Radio or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. 
Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.